You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The Syrian government is denying today's reports of a deadly chemical attack in the rebel-held town of Douma, where the military has renewed an offensive. It says the claims of multiple deaths are fabrications. Jerry Smith is a former chemical weapons inspector, though. Here we are again with what looks like a, a mass casualty event with a, a, a number of of people, certainly the video I've seen so far, which don't appear to have any traumatic injuries, but have clearly suffered uh, some kind of intoxication, uh, poisoning and death. The State Department says it's closely following what it says are disturbing reports coming out of Duma. Moving to Germany now, where police say the man who drove into a crowd in the town of Munster had no accomplices. Authorities, though, still searching for a motive. Asmi Nicholson has the latest on the investigation. The 48-year-old German man killed two people and injured 20 when he drove his van into a crowd sitting outside a cafe in central Munster on Saturday afternoon. He then shot himself dead. The driver's motives remain unclear, and authorities are still investigating. But local media report he'd announced soon 
suicide plans last week in an email to friends. Police found illegal firecrackers inside the van which had been made to look like a bomb. They also found a fake pistol and the real gun used by the driver to kill himself. For NPR News, I'm Esme Nicholson in Berlin. Authorities in New York City are investigating this weekend's fire in President Trump's residential skyscraper. Dan Nigro is a commissioner of New York's fire department. We don't know the cause of the fire yet. Um, units went up with the Secret Service afterwards to its uh, residence. Uh, it had some, there's some smoke reached the rest of the building. The fire broke out in an apartment on the 50th floor of Trump Tower late yesterday. A 67-year-old man who was in the apartment at the time was taken to a hospital and later died. Four firefighters were injured. A dairy farmer is suing the Food and Drug Administration in federal court in Pennsylvania over what he says is a free speech violation. In Harrisburg, Rachel McDevitt of member station WITF reports that at issue is what can legally be called skim milk. Randy Sowers runs a 500-cow operation outside Frederick, Maryland. He says he wants to sell pure skim milk. That's just the milk with the fatty cream skimmed off. But the FDA says he can't label his product as skim milk unless he adds vitamins A and D to it. Sowers has done that for the last 15 years. But it's not what we want to do. And it's not what we want to do in the future. I mean, we need a niche and to be different than other people to make our business work, and that's what we're after. Sowers says current regulations benefit huge agribusinesses but hurt smaller farms like his. He's represented by the Institute for Justice, which won a similar case against the state of Florida last year. For NPR News, I'm Rachel McDevitt. And I'm Giles Snyder in Washington. Coming up next on The Serious Side. Have the public schools in Michigan gotten better? Uh, I don't know. Overall, I, I can't say overall that they have all gotten better. The whole state is not doing well. Well, there are certainly lots of pockets where this is doing no, well. Have you seen the really bad schools? Maybe try to figure out what, what they're doing? I have, not, I, have not, I have not intentionally visited schools that are underperforming. Maybe you should. Uh, maybe I should, yes. If you're committed to the Trump agenda, why did you go around the president and the White House to give pay raises to two staffers? I did not. My staff did, and I found out about that yesterday, and I changed it. Was somebody being fired for that? That it should not have been done. And it so may, who it, did it? It may be there. There will be some accountability. A career that. person or a political person? I, have to, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You don't, don't know. You don't know who did. I found out about this yesterday, and I corrected the action. So and we are in the process of finding out how it took place and correcting. So hang on. Work. Both of these staffers who got these large pay raises are friends of yours, I believe, from Oklahoma, right? They are staffers here in the agency. Then they're from they're, they're friends they're, of yours. Well, they, they serve a very important person. And you didn't know that they got these large pay raises? I did not know that they got the pay raises until yesterday. Okay, one of them got a pay raise of, let's see, 28000 The other was $56,000. Do you know what the median income in this country is? No. What, what 57000 a year. Okay. So one of your friends from Oklahoma got a pay raise that's the medium income. They did not get a pay raise. raise. They did not get a pay raise. They did. They, no, they, they did went. not. They did not. I stopped that yesterday. So you stopped it. Yeah. Are you embarrassed that it should you not run have happened? It should not have happened. And, and, and the officials that were involved in that process should not have done what they did. DNA evidence is freeing innocent people from prison, but often only after they've lost decades of their lives. Thirty states offer compensation, but less than half of these former prisoners are ever paid. These days, Lawrence McKinney can't seem to stay still. The 60-year-old has spent enough time sitting in one place. 
How long were you in prison? 31 years, 9 months, 18 days, and 12 hours. You have it down to the hours. Yes, sir. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. It's Sunday morning to you folks. Today is April 8th, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the DJRS Radio Network, online radio, and it's best, like the man said. My name is Jay. Glad to be here. Missed you guys. Been gone for a week. As we always do every year, we observe the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in that, that's your business, but we do. So we always take that Easter off, and uh, so we're back this week uh, just to talk about what's going on in the world today, as we always do. And I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir, and how are you doing this morning? Doing outstanding, Miss Delias. I have to admit, I miss that baritone voice of yours. Glad to hear that you are in the house this morning. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I need to talk to you about some things after the show, but yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, uh, I can't wait till after the show, and so we'll have that conversation apparently off the air, and if it's anything that will affect you guys. Uh, the listeners, then I'm pretty sure you will uh, get that information as well. Dr. Princess Odilia, uh, not here this morning as always, so we'll see if she shows up. <laughs> Kathleen Williams, uh, actually, she's here. I mean, well, she's not here, but she's a part, official member of the show now. Uh, obviously, she let us know she's not going to be here for the whole month of April because she has some personal things that she's taking care of on the spiritual and professional side. And of course, our colleague, Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. So until then, we'll hold it down. The number is 347 And of course, the official texter of the show, Johnny D, uh, will be here uh, a little later on to add his perspective. And Miss Elias, are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm going to have to take some time off, man. Seriously. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. All right. So, all right. So, I'll tell you what. We have a lot to talk about uh, this morning. Uh, a lot of things. Uh, three segments. Uh, the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. This lady is a screw job, nut job. We'll talk about yes. her and what they're trying to do from a budgetary standpoint, which was rejected by Congress, thank God. Also, second said we'll talk about the fraud and lies of Scott Pruitt. Why this guy still has a job? He went on Fox News thinking that he would have a place where he can go and, and uh, you know, friendly yeah. environment. Didn't turn out that way. We'll talk about it. And, of course, uh, third and final said we're going to talk about a man who was wrongfully oh. uh uh, wrongfully uh, jailed uh, back in 1978, and um, and uh, he was given $75 and told him, to, uh, you know, hey, get on with your life. Kick rocks. We'll talk about that story. Yeah, kick rocks. And we'll talk about that once again. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven seven two is our calling number. They have to mention Doctor Princess Odia has uh, made her way here. Uh, good morning, Doctor. How are you, Miss Elias? So you can open her mic. I am doing quite well. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Doctor. All right. Good morning. Glad you're here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Once again, it's a calling number. All right. So listen, uh, we talked about first up on the docket, Betsy DeVos. You know, her and President Trump submitted a uh, budget to Congress uh, 
few weeks back. And in this budget, right, what they wanted to do was, and this budget was $3.6 billion. And one of the things that they wanted to do, they wanted to funnel about a billion dollars towards private school vouchers and other school of choice plans because, you know, as we all know, that the Secretary of Education does not believe in public education, right? She's not going down that avenue. Now, here's another thing that the proposal included. Mr. Elias, I hope you're okay because you, you really, you, we can really, sounds like you're struggling, but hopefully you're okay. All right, so um, uh, one of the things that this budget was going to, to, to slash was the Department of, the Department's Office of Civil Rights, they wanted to slash that budget. Right? They wanted to have the federal work study programs of spending $250 million on, once again, private school of choice programs. So, once again, this is all about the rich trying to take care of the rich and trying to get out of the sector of public education. Let me start with you, as always, Mr. Elias. This lady, first of all, the only reason she's in office is because of what? Because she bought her way in, because she was one of the highest donors in t- towards the president and his campaign. So it's like, okay, you gave me a lot of money. Hey, what do you want to do for the for, for, for the administration? Hey, I want to do education. You got it. You know, Dr. Ben Carson, what do you want to do? Well, I'm a uh, you know, I'm a neurosurgeon, but I want to run a department of HUD. I don't know a damn thing about it, but I want to be in charge of it. Okay, here's a job for you, here's a job for you. So let's let's talk about this chick here, Mr. Elias. What is up with this? And maybe for one of the first for one of the few times during the Trump administration um, the bottom line is is that uh, Congress stepped up and said, no, we're not going to allow you to do that. Man, what is going on with these people? Well, he put everybody in place that would destroy every department that they have. You think about it. The, the EPA director, uh, Ben Carson, uh, Betsy DeVos, she never believed in public education. She believes in these private sector schools. So why would she invest any money in, 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 in civil rights or or public education because she's never believed she believes in vouchers. She's admitted to that. So every person that he put in place is is somebody to destroy that department. If you think about that, and that that's what just what he does. That and that's just what they do. And the bottom line is she has no right at all to be the secretary of education. I don't I don't understand it. You know the, the, this administration is just way out of whack. And she is not the brightest cookie in the bunch. So the bottom line is he put her in place because he wanted to. Bottom line. Not, none, of his, none, of his, none of his administrations qualify for nothing. Not a damn thing. We had Gary Cohn. He was, that guy was, you know, Steve Mnuchin. These are finance guys, right? I mean, you know, they may be carrying the Trump uh-huh. agenda. Uh, yes. But, you know, they, they do have some working knowledge, right, of, of what they are in charge of. But when you talk well, about rich Betsy people, DeVos, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but we're talking about Betsy DeVos. She has no clue. You're absolutely no. correct. That interview she did on 60 Minutes was, was embarrassing. I mean, you, you would cringe if you if you walked into your Dr. Princess Odia. If you walked into your your uh, your child's school and you sat down and had a conversation with a teacher or any administrator. At that facility, and they conducted themselves in that way. You'd be saying, "Oh my damn, what type of in the, what type of school is this?" And I need to get my kid out of this school immediately. They are so incompetent. How can a person so incompetent be in charge of this nation's education? She's a secretary of education for Christ's sake. Well, you know, first, 
Now I'm sitting up here and I'm trying to to refresh or discover what exactly did she say. I want you to to let me know, inform me what took place because I am not sure of what took place and I want to make a good comment. From what I understand, well, well, let's, she's let's, not. Well, let's back. Well, yes. well, let's let, let's back up because well, because what she said was in the intro <laughs> of the show. Let, let's well, let's back up yes, here for please. a second because. All right. As far as what this person represents, I'm not sure if you know who she is. Uh, I do you know, know who she is. Following. I know who okay, she you is. know who she is. So you know who, how yes. she feels about public education. You know how she feels about you know the privatizing of uh, of schools. I mean, this is what she wants to do. She's a rich person. She was one of the highest donors um, in the Trump administration. That uh, that 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 uh, donated towards the uh, president's campaign, and so now she's the secretary of education. But but I tell you what, why don't you you take a few minutes to uh, go and do whatever research you need to do to bring yourself up to speed to what's going on with her. Looks like uh, the smartest man in the world, Jerome Esprit, is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Good morning. How are you? Um, well, I've been better. Morning, uh, so Jerome. let me ask you this. Uh, uh, right. When we talk about, you know, the Betsy DeVos, you know, for one of the, one of the few times Congress stepped up to the plate and, you know, the, you know, and, and did not approve the budget that she and, and Donald Trump was trying to push through. We talked about some of the things that that budget was going to, 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 to affect. You know, one of the things that we're going to do, they were going to slash funding for the department's office of civil rights. You know, ask them, you know, hey, why not? Let's go get the money from there. You know, we, we really don't give a damn about civil rights. Let's go cash. Let's take some of that money. Let's slash that, right? But at uh-huh. the same time, we're going to push a billion, dollar toward, billion dollars towards the privatization of, or to, to, to create private school vouchers and other school of choice plans. I mean, once again, Jerome, and I know, I know your perspective on this, but for the listeners, if you walked into a school or walked into any place of education of, or of higher learning and you ran into an administrator that conducted themselves like she did on that 60 Minutes interview, you would be trying to your best to pull your kid out of that facility because here's an incompetent person that's in charge of something that she really and truly should, she should not be in charge of. What are your thoughts of this? Of this? I'm trying not to call her a name. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to be respectful on Sunday morning. Let me put it this way. Yeah. How do you feel about this incompetent person who is the Secretary of Education for the United States of America? Well, I okay, I can put it this way. I feel the same way about her as I do about that other that orange guy. Like the issue <laughs> yeah. is that I can't I can't show them any kind of respect because they're not respectable. And so for us right. to rationally have a conversation about somebody who is so far off the rails actually makes us a little less credible, right? So when somebody asks me questions about any of those guys, I can't rationally have a discussion about why they're doing what they're doing. It's like talking about that guy Pruitt at EPA. It's like, how is that making you safer by letting people poison your drinking water? Okay. Safer or making education better by gutting education, when you have the Oklahoma teachers striking because they have to, you know, duct tape books up. You know what I mean? You have to put duct tape around the spines of the books because the books are falling apart. But you think that education, we have to do something other than fund them. 
So if you want to look at the, the teacher strikes in West Virginia, Oklahoma, and all these other places where teachers are saying, look, we have not been getting compensated, you look at all of the so-called red states where Republican legislatures and government governors have gutted education and look at how that's working out for them. And then to take that at a national level with this woman is crazy. Right? They're they're reaping what they sell. So you can tell that there's no value. There is something about a Republican agenda that has to do with destabilizing um, communities because all of their policies go to destabilizing um, people, people in their human rights, folks eating. It speaks to that, and nobody talks about it from that perspective, and they really need to because the, the Democratic Party and or the liberal and the progressive wings of whatever that party is, is fractured. That's what always leads Demo- Republicans to win. But there is something about them that they take pride in destabilizing everybody else. Hmm. You know, Jerome, you, know, and you probably give a good point when done. you bring up... Well, you brought right, up a you good point when you talked about... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. You brought up a good point when, when, you, when you talked about... You know what's going on with the teacher strikes uh, all over the nation. You know, teachers having to. You know, I was listening to one educator. They were interviewing her during the march, and she says that she makes now. And in this, I couldn't believe this. She makes thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Okay, that she has to have a second job to supplement her income. Mm-hmm. She has to have a second job to supplement her income. That when she leaves school, she and then she also has to buy school supplies out of her own pocket to provide for her students. You know, one teacher was talking about how he has a classroom of 30 students, but he only has 26 textbooks. How is this happening in the richest country in the world? How is this happening when you have all these rich people, Ms. Delias, who are sitting on this? You know, you said something a few months ago, even last year, I think it was. And I, you know, and I, and I, I, I was on your team, but I said, you know what? This guy can't be this obvious with what he's trying to do. And you said, look, man, these guys, all they're trying to do is for the next four years, they're trying to line their pockets. You know what? And I'll be the first one to bow down to you on this show. And say, hey man, you are absolutely correct in your analysis back then. I said they can't, they, they just can't be this blatant with it, right? You say, hey, they are here to line their pockets. And Mr. Elias, what you said at that time, now I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say, hey, look, brother, you were right. You were absolutely correct. What say you? Well, yeah, they're trying to line their pockets, and 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 most of all, they like to the poorly educated, Jay. Think about that. It's, it's called the dumbing down of America. What they want to do is, is like, like, like Jerome said, how many civics classes do they have? You know, look, man, the bottom line is they don't want you to know what's going on. They want you to turn to Fox News and believe everything, what they, uh, everything they say. And this president, what does he do? He turns to Fox News every morning and gets his, gets his agenda from Fox News. They know that, and that's why they keep passing it down to them like they're passing it down to them. 
Every if you if you notice, every time a tweet comes out, it's something that Fox News has said earlier, and he hands it out like the the, the illegal immigrants are coming across the border in droves. What did Fox News report that morning? The illegal immigrants are coming across the, uh, in droves. That this is what this guy does. So they like to poorly educate. He loves them because they'll believe anything that he says. Anything. They won't go and dig for any information. They won't look at more than one news source. They'll look at it and say, out of all news sources that are reporting this, you know, every one of them is fake except for Fox News. You got to go, like Kathleen Williams said a couple weeks ago, you got to dig for the truth. And I know Jerome digs for it every day because he goes to so many news sources. And I'm starting to go through so many news sources, too. I don't believe what uh, MSNB says. I don't believe what Fox News says. I dig for my own stuff. I don't believe what CNN says. It's always something deeper there. There's it's no always something. You, you, have, you have to go out and educate yourself because the bottom line is is that uh, if you sit there and look at what's going on at face value, then you're going to be misinformed. So I think you always have to be able to, you know, you have to vet the story. You know, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation about, about Betty DeVos this morning was because I think people need to understand what's going on. And when you start digging in the crates, that's what I call it, digging in the crates. When you start digging in the crates and you start finding out some of the things that they propose, you know, there's so much smoke going on uh, with this administration, uh, Jerome, that, you know, the bottom line is, is that um, you, you don't see this stuff. It's like smoke and mirrors, man. It's like, hey, let's show you this bright, shiny object over here while you're looking over here. Let's go ahead and create what we're going to create on the other side. It's like, man, it's something we've never seen before. Not, I don't think we've ever seen it at, at this magnitude before. I, I can't speak for you guys, but I know for me, I've never seen the sleight of hand, uh, a magician that's living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. These people, man, are crooks. I mean, they are crooks with a capital C. And for them to continue to do what they're doing, and that this Republican Congress, Jerome, are sitting on their hands, not saying anything at all is just a travesty to, 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 to what the Constitution stands for. And I'm just, I'm shocked, man. I'm, I'm really shocked at the state that we are at with this country. Right, but again, I, and I'm not, I just want to set up for the record, because that, think of all of the people who are complicit in this, right? So the Republicans are not saying jack. We have media companies that are interviewing him like they not doing like like they're not doing anything. They're like, yeah, let's see how this works. You know how this ends, right? When you stop feeding people, when you stop educating people, everybody's seen that. Everybody's seen how that goes, but they're still letting them go and then having conversations like everything is normal. So when people normalize garbage, you have to blame them. For being complicit in them doing that. If Obama would have sneezed, they had con- we had conversations for years about his birth certificate. I mean, that's how much stuff they did not have on him. You know what I mean? So if you can make scandal out of maybe something could have happened, we don't know. We know what this dude has done, and they're staying silent. Like, if it wasn't for, it, it would not, I, I can tell you this. If it wasn't for the former uh, Watergate, Watergate prosecutors uh, that, that go on TV every now and then, Jill Weinbanks, and I can't remember who the other guy is, if it wasn't for them, the they too. would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jill Weinbanks, and, and there's another guy yeah. that there's a guy that goes in there. But 
Oh, yeah, yeah, they I know would, what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, they would destroy my faith in white folks. Like, flat out they would. Because the problem is, is that there are people who know better. We can't act like we don't see this, right? And I'm not saying that there's not black folks on TV masking this stuff, too. But they won't get half the airtime, even if they're mentioning it. So when I watch this stuff, it, is, it amazes me, right? Like, even knowing that they're, the EPA is getting rid of a lot of this, uh, are selling off government-protected lands to corporations. And now there's a new story that's getting, a li- I mean, no play at all. I was going to say a little that the Keystone Pipeline leaked double amount yep. of what they thought it leaked. Mm-hmm. But we're not yep. seeing nothing right. while they're talking about the EPA guy that this is going on as a disaster of the waterways that the Native Americans in that area kept telling them, you can't build a pipeline over one of our watersheds. Are you crazy? And now you have all of this going on. So, you know, yeah. I think it's like, there's like, you know, when I hear people say, I don't want to listen to news because it's all bad news and blah, blah, blah. You better listen to bad news. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you you got to be just go to life and be like, somebody make me a grilled cheese sandwich and some tomato <laughs> soup or something. Like, you can't just do stuff like that and ignore yeah. the fact that the house is on fire. Because it is on fire. Yeah. You need to get rid of them. You're, you're absolutely correct. You're, you're absolutely correct about that. You have to pay attention to what's going on, and you have to, you know, you just, you just can't walk this earth without paying attention to what's going on. I mean, I just think you're doing yourself, you're doing your family, your friends a disservice if you're not in tune. You don't have to be in tune every day. You don't have to watch news religiously like like the three of us do. But the bottom line is that you need to know. What's happening, you know, and it was, so we talked about Scott Pruitt. That's coming up next. We're going to definitely have a conversation about that. But I talked about the smoke and mirrors effect of what's going on with the Trump administration. And one of the things that happened this past week that I felt that didn't get a lot of time was MLK at 50. Uh, this morning, in this morning's uh, in four minutes or less, uh, we're going to focus on a video that was released by the Obama Foundation. I thought it was a very powerful video. Um, um, it had It featured the former president, and uh, Congressman Lewis, uh, as they talked about the observance of the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Dr. King. So let's take a listen to a portion of that video. Uh, and uh, it's time for this week's edition uh, in four minutes or less. And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio and it's best it's the bottom of the hour we'll be right back after this I don't think I've ever asked you directly uh, where you were when you heard that Dr. King had been shot well, Mr. President on April 4th 1968 I was in Indianapolis Indiana campaigning for Robert Kennedy it was organizing a rally, and it was Robert Kennedy that announced to the group that Dr. King had been assassinated. Yeah, I remember the footage. I have some very sad news for all of you, and I think uh, sad news for all of our fellow citizens and people who love peace all over the world. At the spot that the hog is called King Kennedy. 
been back to that spot in uh, 50 years. But I'm going back there in the next day or so. Just to let you know, John was one of my inspirations to get into public life. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to connect the, the people who inspired me with the next generation of outstanding things themselves. I'm sorry about the assassination, Dr. King. Uh, how did you cope with his um, assassination? Well, it was a very sad and dark time for me. He was my leader. He was my inspiration. But uh, when he was assassinated, I said to myself, Listen, sir, you can't get down. You got to pick them up and keep going. That's what I've tried to do. The thing I regret, I think, more than anything else, and I probably didn't spend enough time with him and learning from him. I thought he would be around a long time. But there's this sense of urgency that we had, you know? Mm -hmm. For now, I know that a lot of the things that we do and what we say, it could possibly come with consequences. I've, I've seen that through your work as being a president, president, your work as being a congressman, and then also a protester as well. Seeing Selma and then also documentaries about what you and the other protesters and historical figures had to do to make sure we have what we have right now. Without that, we wouldn't be sitting here having this type of conversation. So knowing that, I feel motivated to go out and say and do what I believe what I believe and, you know, know that there may be some consequences that comes with it because I know something good could come out of it. And what way can being controversial be a benefit and a disadvantage? That's a great question. In 1963, I was 23 years old, and I was one of the speakers at the March on Washington. And I spoke. You're the only living speaker left, aren't you? Only one. Out of the 10 people, I spoke. Dr. King spoke number 10, I spoke number 6. And there were some people who suggested that my speech was too extreme, that it was too radical. But I thought what I had to say was important to be said. Black people in the South couldn't register to vote simply because of the color of their skin. In some places, people ask to cut the number of others in the bar, so the number of jelly beans on the job. If, if you are speaking on behalf of social justice, then by definition, there's going to be some controversial. Because if it wasn't controversial, then somebody would already fix it. Dr. King was controversial. But he studied and thought and crafted what he had to say. And, and he knew when he spoke that he was expressing a truth as well as he could know it. In four minutes less, is sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. Best. I encourage all you guys to get the opportunity. I know the the audio was a little hard to hear, but go check it out. Go to YouTube or go to the Obama Foundation's uh, website, and uh, you need to watch this video. Very powerful video. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're tuned to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. 
and it's best glad you guys are here as we kick off our second segment. But before we do that, let's bring in our director of social media. Let's bring in the one and only Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing? All right, well, sister, how you doing this morning? It was Sunday morning. Doing well, Good doing morning. well, doing well. Yeah, I just want to say prayers, first of all, going out to you, Miss LAS, because I can tell you're not feeling your best today, so take care of yourself, okay? Thank you, darling. I appreciate that. But, yeah, um, I'm just going to get on to the uh, social media front here. If you uh, would like to follow the TJRS Radio Network, please do so by um, emailing us. If you want to email us, you can go to the email at SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Once again, that's SeriousSide at Outlook.com. And keep up with us on social media. And like I said, all three pages now have the same ending handle, Facebook.com slash groups, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And all of the links are in the chat room. All right, thank you so much, Jackie. Please remain with us as long as you can. All right, we talked about Scott Pruitt. Uh, at the uh, we talked about Scott Pruitt, and, and basically what happened with Scott Pruitt was this was a guy uh, that uh, he had an interview on Fox News that didn't go well at all. I mean, so you know when, when you go on Fox News, uh, Jerome, and the interview doesn't go well for you on Fox News, that has to say a lot about you and your character. So he goes on Fox because first of all, the White House told Fox him not to News do is always fighting. Yeah, Fox News is always fighting for their credibility anyway. So I think they well, are even you know, getting tired I tell you what, and you're right about that. If you can't defend yourself on Fox News, then, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and, look, Ed Henry went after him. I, I was shocked, Miss Elias, when I saw this. I said, oh, my yeah. God. He said, well, it, it was shocking. This guy is corrupt from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And when you watch the interview between Ed Henry and uh, this this clown, uh, uh, Scott Pruitt, you're wondering how the hell is he going to survive this. So here's my question to start this conversation off, Mr. Elias. Will he survive this scandal? Didn't somebody say they were talking about making him secretary of, uh, uh, what was that, attorney general? Chief of Staff, Chief of St- Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Attorney General, or Chief of Staff. Take your pick. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. Trump doesn't like neither one of them. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some man in his Trump administration, I think he'll survive. Oh, either he'll it'll get so bad that they'll have to get rid of him. But yeah, and in the administration, as long as he hasn't come out against Trump, said nothing against Trump, and he's loyal to Trump, he'll survive. And the minute you say something against Trump, he's gone. Yep. And that's what it's all about, right? It's all about yep. the loyalty. It's all about yep. the loyalty to the president. Well, what yep. about you, Dr. Prince? Do you, th- you think this guy's going to survive? I think he'll survive just as much as Trump is surviving. He's on his administration. I think. <laughs> I think he'll. I think he'll survive. Yeah, I do. I do. Because that's what we're dealing with in this day and age. 
people get away, people, yeah, I think you will. No confidence at all. Just, just, just as long as you're loyal to no. me, you have to be confident at all. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerome, right. you know the reason why he's there. Because the bottom line is that he is, out of all the secretaries, right, that, that's, in the, that's in this current administration, he is probably the one that's the most loyal. Because even Jeff Sessions, even though he's a crook and a freaking weasel, uh, you know, one of the things that, that one, one of the reasons why so many Republicans are upset at Jeff Sessions, because Jeff Sessions refuses to, uh, to create a special counsel to monitor the special counsel. And he's saying, hey, there's no need for this. So now Republicans are pissed off at him. But out of all the people who are associated with Donald Trump, Scott Pruitt has played his role to a T. And so that's the reason why a lot of people feel that he's going to get past this. What say you? Well, think about it this way. Jeff Sessions has, has been in government a long time. Jeff Sessions don't want to go to jail. He still may go. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. So just think about it from their perspective. Trump is being reckless because he has a belief that no, he, he's kind of untouchable, right? Because, you know, like most, I, I guess I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't care. But I was going to say, like most real estate developers, um, they got a pretty shady bunch, and they always kind of skirt the law, right? So if you're oh, that's used true. to that, and, and being I'm able to, deal with to make you're a right. regulation go away or do something to he always thinks he can win is what Trump does although Trump likes to give the illusion that he's wealthy the trick is is that how is you know where his money is and how much he has nobody really knows and so he's been able to put up an illusion so he doesn't like anybody conceding to that because he's like if you don't say it they don't believe it so it's like like earlier this week where he says that he didn't pay um the porn woman money, right? That's the first time he was on the record, so everybody's clapping, saying at least he admitted he knows her. He knows her. I'm like, well, why don't you just let her put out her um, her DVD or whatever that is? She, you know that he knows her. Just because he didn't say anything, they got they have pictures. You know what I mean? And so we get so we're we're like to a point society-wise, or he is. I'm sorry. That he believes that if he doesn't say it, nobody's going to believe you, even if they have pictures or audio recording. So he doesn't like to admit to anything. So he likes his cabinet people to do the same thing. So with people like Jeff Sessions, a part of his problem is, is that he's acknowledging things that is obviously true. And they're like, you can't do that. Now, although Jeff Sessions said, I can't recall two billion times, his gut is under <laughs> For the special prosecutor Because we know he lied You just can't keep lying Your way through life So everybody don't feel Like um, Donald Trump And remember I think there was about 74 people Who went to jail under Reagan There's going to be more yeah. Under Trump Than there's, uh, there, there was under Reagan Even with well, the Republican Congress in place No, no that, The Congress has nothing to do With sending them fools to jail that ain't okay. Congress's issue. Congress has an issue with doing the impeachment stuff, but breaking the law is still breaking the law. Okay. So jail uh, and the curious. Justice Department, and on the FBI side, they're career people, they're political people, but behind the scenes, behind that, you being prosecuted, it has nothing. I mean, it, it, there's a parallel, 
and there's not. So you can still get brought up on charges um, when you get out, when you quit, whatever, but they're, they're going to start going to jail. Reagan's people went to jail, and I think that's why Ford lost, because after, um, after Nixon resigned, he immediately pardoned Nixon, and he never had any confidence even amongst Republicans anymore. Democrats definitely had no confidence in Ford, but the Republicans was done with him. You can't just no, the reason, commit crimes. What? But no, 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 no. The reason why I said Congress is because you know, listen. Okay, we all know that unless something changes in 2018, this administration is going to be there. You're still going to have, you know, uh, Jeff Sessions in charge of the J- Justice Department. So you can bring up all the charges that you want to, unless you're going to do it. If you want to do it outside of the federal realm, so, so to speak. The bottom line is, if we don't get a change in 2018, you don't know what, I mean, I don't have any confidence whatsoever that anyone from this administration is is going to jail. Because once Robert Mueller does what he needs to do and finish or completes his investigation, I mean, as long as Jeff Sessions is in charge, I mean, come on. I mean, do you honestly think that this is going to happen if if we don't have a change in in the midterm elections? Jay, but just look at what just happened to the congressman who just re- um, who said that he's not running for re-election, he got caught up right. on some charges. You think that since the Republicans are there, they can stop the Justice Department from even charging congressmen? Like, you think just yeah, because the Republicans, right. they won't charge them? They're going to charge them. So yeah, we you will have a good day. And, you know, Trump's not loyal. So Trump is not going well, to spend his day. Get past five people getting arrested in his administration. You think you're going to be like, Oh, they're lying. I'm going to pardon them. He's going to be like, well, they did something wrong. Ain't got nothing to do with me. He's going to leave them. Well, yeah, you're right. His his attorney is finding that out real soon now. He's being thrown exactly. under the bus. Yeah. He's going to be the poster okay. child because he's the closest to him. He's going to be the poster child of somebody who's going to go to jail. That's close to Trump. <laughs> wow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, about 10 minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, 48 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Um, you know, as we continue to have this conversation about what's going on with the Trump administration, especially with, you know, once again, the EPA administrator, you know, this guy is rolling back all of President Obama's initiatives. Now, let's think about what this guy has done. The corruption. That's going on here. This guy, Mr. Elias, takes a trip to the Rose Bowl with his security detail. Now, he has a huge security detail, right, because he's saying there are threats on his life. He goes to the Rose Bowl. He takes trips to uh, Disney World with his full security detail. You know who's paying for that, right? You and I. Taxpayers. He goes to Morocco. Yep. He goes to Morocco, Mr. Elias. Now, he's an EPA administrator. He goes to uh, Morocco to push some type of liquid gas, new type of liquid gas thing that they're trying to get pushed throughout the world. And there's only one company that creates this stuff, and the company that creates it happens to be the company owned by the folks who's giving them $50 a month, $50 a month rent on a freaking condo in Washington, yep. D.C., which is yep. one of the highest places when it comes to the cost of living. Yep. And so now he said, oh, well, the adjutant general people, the the, the, the the ethics committee approved it. The ethics committee came back and said, whoa, 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 they really didn't give us all the information. We didn't know all of this. 
And then here's the kicker. The kicker is that they had to hound him for the 50 bucks. He wasn't even paying that on time. <laughs> uh. I mean, can, can you make this up? I mean, I mean, are we? Is is this a joke? I mean, think about this is crazy, man. For this stuff to continue to go down, and no one is saying a damn thing about it. Of course not. They're gonna he say goes over about in it. Nothing, nothing. Go ahead. I'm sorry, whoever's talking. Go ahead. They're not going to say anything about it. Of course not. They're scared to speak out against Trump, man. Think about the backlash that they'll get. You know, come on, man. Why? But see, why? Why? Let's talk about that piece right there for a minute. This is what I don't understand. And a lot of, you know, know, Jerome mentioned about having uh, faith in white people last segment. You know, Steve Schmidt is another guy that gives me faith because this guy – I mean, when I tell yeah. you, he, uh, John like, McCain's yeah. former uh, campaign manager, this guy, right. when I, when he talks about him, I'm like, wow, are you a Democrat? I mean, what he talks, how he just talks about this guy is just wow. But let's go back to what you just said. Why can does I, can he I have so much wanna... political power? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jerome. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want sorry, I'll, I'll jump off right after this. I, I agree, um, and I don't totally agree with – Steve Smith generally, but everything that yeah. he's been doing over the last few months is spot on. Steve Smith believes in the democracy, and he at least believes in, um, not, I wouldn't say fairness is not the word, because his agenda still is Republican agenda, but he really does believe right. in order. So those of us, yeah. you know, as those of us who do this stuff for a living, it's like we need to know history. We need to know why it exists. And what was the repercussions when it didn't exist? And Steve Smith is one of those people who you just cannot shake out of order, right? And so I have a lot of faith. And, by the way, I have a theory on why the EPA guy needs security. When you know that you're affecting lives of people, like by the millions, like polluting and hurting their livelihood, he's getting paranoid. That's why he needs security. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So 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 going back to going back to what you said about they are scared of this guy. Why does why are they so scared of Donald Trump politically, Mr. Elias? This guy doesn't have any long term history as a political figure. His family's not some type of political dynasty family that could come back and have repercussions. Why are career politicians are so scared of this guy? Think about the think about the uh, the nature of America right now. Think about it. It's a bunch of crazy folks out here, man. There are a bunch of crazy folks, and it, I mean, some of these folks are stepping down because they are. I look at the climate that we're in. They know damn well what they're doing is wrong, but they won't speak out against it. Why won't they speak out against it? Because they are scared of Trump's face. Some of these cats might pick him off with like what Jerome just said. You know, this guy's creating all kind of havoc. Somebody might pick him off. And in today's climate, somebody might shoot you. I'm telling you, his base is crazy. I can see that. They said, they said if he lost, that what were they going to do? You, you heard people coming out saying they were going to shoot, they were going to try to assassinate Clinton. These, these people are nuts, man. They are nuts. 
you know, you're right. But when you look at Scott Pruitt and Jerome, you brought up a good point about what he's doing as far as, uh, you know, rolling back the Obama administration's era as far as when it comes to regulatory things to protect the environment. You know, uh, what I want to do right now, I want to play an exchange between Pruitt and Ed Henry. Then I want to talk about that particular exchange and how it affects people in Detroit. I mean, not Detroit, but in Michigan. Let's take a listen. If you're committed to the Trump agenda, why did you go around the president and the White House to give pay raises to two staffers? I did not. My staff did, and I found out about that yesterday, and I changed it. Was somebody being fired for that? That should not have been done. And it so may, who it, did it? It may be there. There would be some accountability. A career that. person or a political person? I'll have to, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know, you I don't know the You don't know who did it. I found out about this yesterday, and I corrected the action. So and we are in the process of finding out how it took place and correcting. So that hang on. Forward. Both of these staffers who got these large pay raises are friends of yours, I believe, from Oklahoma, right? They are staffers here in the agency. Then they're from they're, they're, they're friends they're, of yours. Well, they, they serve a very important person. And you didn't know that they got these large pay raises? I did not know that they got the pay raises until yesterday. Okay. One of them got a pay raise of, let's see, 28000 The other was $56,000. Do you know what the median income in this country is? No. What, what 57000 a year. Okay. So one of your friends from Oklahoma got a pay raise that's the medium income. They did not get a pay raise. raise. They did not get a pay raise. They did. They, no, they, they did not. They did not. Not, I stopped that yesterday. So you stopped it. Yeah. Are you embarrassed that it should you not run have happened? Agency? It should not have happened. And, and, and the officials that were involved in that process should not have done what they did. Online radio at its best. All right. So as you listen to that, right? Now keep in mind. Here's what I want you to understand. And Jerome, I know you can expound on this. I'm going to definitely uh, pass the baton to you on this after I make my, my comment. The money that they used to give these guys. This pay increase, do you guys know where that money came from? How he worked around the White House? Because the White House said no. He said, okay, I'm going to use a provision that's within my jurisdiction, and I'm going to go take money from uh, uh, a part of the budget that we have reserved to make sure that we have clean drinking water. Right, So we can hire, if we have a catastrophe somewhere, we need to get scientists, you know, immediately to go and check out what's going on, what's creating these issues, uh, wink, wink, Flint, Michigan. We can get the best and brightest there to get on the issue immediately. So what he did, uh, I'm going to take that money, I'm going to give two of my, my buddies from, uh, from, from, from Oklahoma, uh, I'm going to give them a pay increase. And not only am I going to give him a pay increase, one of the people has never been to work. I mean, this has got to be, in my opinion, the most corrupt administration in this nation's history. And I don't know what happened during the George Washington days, but I'm telling you as far as what I know, for this guy and his administration, for these guys not to be going to jail, Jerome, it's a travesty. How this guy – so you know what's going to happen? He's going to get fired. And once he gets fired, what happens? Will this guy can he can he go to jail, Jerome, behind some of the corrupt and fraud that he's committing using taxpayer dollars? Hmm. I I don't even know what to say to that. That's just I <laughs> I'm re, I'm at a loss of words. Seriously, because <laughs> think about it. If we people made this. Uh, um, uh, a joke that no 
drama Obama thing, they made that like a joke. Like that was a running joke. You know, he ain't got no drama, blah, blah, blah. You were seeing yeah. the complete opposite of that. The complete opposite. And like they're saying now, let Pruitt stay there because you need to see it in your face enough like so that you won't ever let that happen again. Because apparently we have not learned our lesson. Because if you can still let that dude lie to you in your face, you let Jeff Sessions lie to you in your face, you let Trump lie to your face, you let Ben Carson with that $31,000, who knows what the heck he's doing to HUD because he's gutting the money up out of there. You let Betsy DeVos do that. You are looking at the, the economic advisors say things like, hey, a trade war is good. Okay, right? Because we're going to win. So you're looking at this in your face. So I, I'm saying this to all those people who voted for him, who support him, who said give him a chance, said that we need to stick together. There's going to be a point where you're going to be like, we don't need to stick together. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. So I'm going to have a lot of words for that dude because he's just like the well, rest of farmers. There are farmers yeah, out farmers. there. You'd bring up the trade, the, 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 the trade. Uh, you'd bring up the trade tariffs. There are farmers out there saying, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What are you doing?" You know. I mean, so you, I think you're going to start to see some of this backlash. But let, let me, let me, uh, let, let me get you know Princess D in here. If, if you own the business, let me, let me, you know, bring it in terms where you know you would be familiar with it or you would understand. If you had a person that worked for you that was as corrupt as this man is. I mean, just how long would it take for you to get rid of that person? Would it be a matter of minutes, seconds, days? I mean, what would you do if you had a person like this working for you? But as long as this person is doing what you need him to do, I mean, come on. I mean, you can hang around because you're really taking care of our agenda. I mean, when does the greater good step up for some of these people? And they say, you know what, I'm an American first. I can't be a part of this. Yeah. Well, well. First of all, we all know that President Trump is is not a part of the American people agenda. Okay, he's got his own agenda, and of course, someone like this, you still have you have to go through whatever channels you'd have to go through in terms of terminating them. But it, I don't I don't deal with you know this type of garbage. I, I would I wouldn't deal with um, someone going against, you know, morals and things of that nature, and to keep them on my agenda. I have, I have discontinued business with clients that brought a lot of money to my firm, and have literally stopped it in its tracks immediately. And of course, when they're a client. It's quicker to let go. You know, it's, it, the process is quicker, but I would do the same thing internally. And, and as far as our agenda and financial agenda, yes, they were bringing a lot to the table. And I had to stop immediately when I found out that they were um, doing immoral things and treating people wrong, um, their own clients wrong in the way they were doing it, and I didn't stand for it. But we're dealing with someone who um, you asked earlier about President Trump and, you know, the fact that people are loyal to him and why won't they say something. I'll say this. They know he's crazy. We see his crazy from outside looking in. And, you know, usually the outside looking in, you know, well, they say a lot of times that's a better view. But 
think about inside. It's so in your face. Um, you, I think you made a right, a right assess, assessment also earlier when you made uh, the sideline that he just seems like he's hired his friends that make a lot of money. He's brought them to the table and say, hey, here's this job. Here's that job. Oh, you look like you, you, know, you could do this or that. Why don't you just do this? Yeah. And it's literally like that. It, it seems just like that. And they say if it looks like a duck and quack like a duck, quack like a duck, then it is a duck. And that's what it, that's what it seems like has happened here. It's the best assessment, yeah. I think. I think I was cracking up on this side. I said, that is hilarious, and that is so true. He, like, hired all his buddies yeah. that he hang out with. So oh, they're yeah. not going to go because they, they were never – they're not on a political, you know, level anyways. And, yes, I did go back and look at the video with DeVault. I looked, I looked at that. I looked at as much as I could during the show. That's sad. She said she, she yeah. did not unintentionally go and visit – you know, yeah. the public schools. This, that's sad. That's so sad. Yeah. Not yeah. just completely disconnected. He and his, his administration, completely disconnected yeah. from the people of America. They have, they have no clue about as far as <laughs> what they're doing. So, you know, I've, I've, uh, but look, we're, we're, we're all trumped out for this morning. So we're going to talk about something coming next. We're going to talk about uh, wrong, being wrongfully jailed and seventy-five dollars. Story of Lawrence McKinney. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Serious Side.
they can't escape. Or call for help. Only you can save them. I'm James Cromwell. Please join with me and Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, to help put an end to animal abuse worldwide. For just $19 a month, you can immediately help save animals who are in danger right now. PETA has already stopped the suffering of countless individual animals. And no organization is more successful in exposing cruelty to animals than PETA. Call or go online now, and you'll receive a one-year subscription to Animal Times magazine. Plus, you'll also receive this handy reusable shopping bag and an informative guide to animal-friendly products. Don't let them suffer another minute. Please call or go online now. If you're committed to the Trump agenda, why did you go around the president and the White House to give pay raises to two staffers? I did not. My staff did, and I found out about that yesterday, and I changed it. Was somebody being fired for that? That it should not have been done. And it so may, who it, did it? It may be there. There would be some accountability. A right. career person or a political person? I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You're I don't know. The agency. You don't know who did it. I found out about this yesterday, and I corrected the action. Obviously, I was Scott Pruitt from the last segment. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, ten minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best to say good morning to my panel. Uh, let's say good morning to the very lovely Doctor Princess Adelia. Good morning, Doc. How are you doing? I am super fabulous. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to the, my main man, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Freeman. Jerome, good morning. How are you, sir? Maybe he's not doing well. All righty. Uh, and uh, Mr. Elias, good morning to you, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? Doing outstanding. I want to say good morning to all the listeners out there. Uh, we're not going to uh, we'll, – we'll acknowledge some of you guys doing the chatterbox, what's happening. We know Kavita Man usually is in the house. Good morning to him, guests, all the people who are listening on social media. And get involved, folks. We want you to get out there and get involved, you know. I mean, most of the people that listen to our show are in the 50s and their 50s and all that good stuff. But you can get out there. Get with your grandkids. They'll show you how to use social media. We'll be more than happy to talk to you and deal with you. Of course, we have Chatterbox coming up in about 30 minutes or so, where we will read comments from the World Famous Chat Room or from some of the social media sites that we monitor throughout the show. So uh, we look forward to hearing from you uh, in that way. If you don't want to call in and talk to us, 347-850-1272. Now, all during the show, all morning, I've been talking about wrongfully jailed in $75. And, um, and so I'm referencing a story of a man by the name of Lawrence McKinney. Back in 1978, he was sentenced to 115 years in jail on rape and burglary charges. He was cleared of those charges in 2008, and he was released in 2009. At the time of his release, the Tennessee Department of Corrections gave him $75 to start all over. Now, before you grab your pitchforks, and before you go out here with your pistols and you're about ready to tear the town down, there's a happy ending to the story. But before that, let's listen to the story about this man, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. These days, Lawrence McKinney can't seem to stay still. The 60-year-old has spent enough time sitting in one place. How long were you in prison? 31 years, 9 months, 18 days, and 12 hours. You have it down to the hours. Yes, sir. A Memphis, Tennessee jury convicted McKinney of rape and burglary in 1978. 
The victim identified him as one of two men who attacked her in her bedroom. He was sentenced to 115 years. What's going through your mind when you're hearing that now you're going to prison? I still could not believe because I thought that it was a dream or something. In 2008, DNA testing of evidence scientifically excluded McKinney as a suspect. Prosecutors said if this evidence had been available, there would have been no prosecution. I don't have no life. All my life we took away. In 2009, he was released and given $75. Since then, McKinney has depended on odd jobs at his church just to pay the bills. Under Tennessee law, he could be eligible for up to a million dollars compensation. But the parole board, which hears such cases, has rejected his request twice. In an exoneration hearing, we have to have a lot of evidence, clear and convincing. Patsy Bruce served on Tennessee's parole board for 12 years. She heard McKinney's first exoneration case. Why wasn't the judgment by a court and a district attorney clear and convincing enough for you? Because they didn't notice that they didn't test everything that was ordered by the original judge to be tested. Prosecutors say the two samples not tested either had no DNA or were so degraded tests could not be performed. Do you feel that there is a guilty man walking? I have not been convinced he's innocent. It's not justice for him not to receive compensation for being wrongfully imprisoned. McKinney's lawyer, Jack Lowry, has appealed the case to Governor Bill Haslam, who has the final say. There's been one mistake made where he was sent to prison. I trust that another one is not made that does not allow him exoneration. The governor could make a decision at any moment. After waiting 31 years for his freedom, McKinney says he can wait a little longer. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Lebanon, Tennessee. Online radio at its best. All right, so I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about this story. But before we get into the conversation, I just want to go ahead and put uh, put a bow on it because I think it's it only makes sense. But I think uh, well, let me just let me let me just finish what we have here, um, and uh, let me put a bow on the story for you because I know when you listen to that, you get upset, especially the woman that was on the patrol on the parole board that made her comments. But anyway, uh, here's the deal: the uh, uh, in uh, in March of this year. Uh, the Tennessee Board of Claims voted 7 to 0 McKinney the maximum $1 million payment, right? And they said they wish they could have given, and the board came back and said, look, we wish we could give them more, but that's the state only allows us to, to, to give them a million. So what happens is this man will get an initial sum of $350,000, and then um, some of that will go towards his legal fees, and then the remaining six. $647,000 will be divided up into monthly payments, which will come out to about, I don't know, 3300 bucks a month. But let, let's talk about this, because a couple of things happened here in this story. And and, 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 and let, me, let me start with you, Mr. Elias. So when I heard the woman make the comment that she's not totally convinced, right? This is a white woman, obviously. She's not totally convinced that he wasn't innocent. When DNA evidence cleared him, he was cleared by DNA. Okay. <laughs> the not fact totally that it took this man, it took yeah, not totally convinced years. that he was innocent. No, no. 
no, no. She said that she asked, do you think there was a guilty man walking the streets? And she said, uh, I'm not totally convinced that he's innocent. And so right, right. when you go right, back, right. when you go back, so 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 okay, so he was so he was so he was exonerated in 2009, and it's been a, an additional year in prison when he was released in 2000. I'm sorry, exonerated in 2008, let out of prison in 2009. So basically, for almost a decade, this man had to fight to get a million dollars, Mr. Elias, which is really no money. He took. You know, they took freaking all these years from this man. And he had to fight to get a million dollars. This story is so profoundly sad to me that I felt that we had to have a conversation about it. How this goes on in this country, Jerome. You know, not under the public spotlight. Well, I'm still waiting for you, Jay, to say the good news of the story. You said it was going to have good news at the end, and I'm still well, waiting well, for okay, it. So. Okay, well, okay, well, you're right. I mean, okay, let's just say I'm not going to say it's good news. I'm going to say the end of the story was that eventually this man got some money, but it took almost 10 years for this man to get the million dollars, which, you know, some of that has to go towards his legal fees. Right, which he never should have had to have legal fees in the first place. There you go. Let's talk about that for a second. This guy gets thrown in jail. He gets cleared. He did not commit the crime. The state prosecutor's office made the mistake, and yet still, why the hell are they not paying for his legal fees? Why does he have to pay for those? And why the hell, Jerome, did he have to wait almost a decade to get his money? Oh, wow. I don't know. Let's ask the question, how come in civil court you can sue somebody and make them pay your legal legal fees, but in this case, he has to take it out of his claim? Wow. I would sue them again. There is no justice in this anywhere to be found. Because even, and again, it's a part of what is the backbone of this country, that black people are seen to be, like, um, not just guilty before of, of doing something, like, um, of doing something, what's the word I'm looking for? We, we, we're under suspicion of always doing something. So even the white woman who said, I'm not totally Right, hmm. which, which means he probably his DNA probably wasn't there, but he probably did something. That's yeah. how think about that's, you. That thank you, Jerome. Thank you. He probably he, if he ain't do that, he did something else. Right. That's thank you. That's exactly. And I, I mean that's just totally ridiculous, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. That that is that is that is the perfect way to put it. He, if he if he didn't do so he didn't do that he did something else so I don't feel guilty for not look <laughs> right. he's on he's on trial for this this is what we're looking at I don't care about anything else this is what we're looking at right now right that's how they that's how they feel man that's how they but, justify it that's how they justify right. so, shooting us too yep and that's why we that's why 
Europeans don't have any compassion to black people get shot. Well, he probably did something. Well, why was he coming in his grandmother's back door opposed to the front door? Black folks go through the back door because they don't unlock the front door. Like, whatever we need to tell you culturally that we do is none of your business. But white folks, by default, will be like, well, he should have stopped when the policeman told him to stop. It's like, you don't have to stop in a free society just because somebody yelled your name, especially if you didn't do anything. Really? So they they take pride in wanting us to be scared of them, and then at the same time they say stuff like, "Oh, I was just um, I was in fear of my life," so it justifies them to always keep us under suspicion for every doggone thing. It's a bad story all the way around. It's almost as if the guy spent Mister Elias, you know, another ten years in prison because you let a person out, you take a person, right? At that, you take him out of society. You remove him from the element. So you, now all of a sudden, you're going to put him back out there, Dr. Princess Odilia. This man has no skills with the real world. You know how much the world has changed from 1978 to, to, to 2008? He's probably walking outside saying, oh, my God, what the heck is this? So you're going to put him back out there. You're going to give him – here's the thing. That really just makes my skin cringe. You, this is not a guy that was paroled for a crime that he committed. This is not a guy who served his sentence, and here you go, here's $75, you get on with your life. Because in a way, I can say to myself, okay, if you murdered people, if you committed a crime that you confessed to and you know you did it, then the bottom line is, hey, you know what? You served your time. Here's a little money. Gone, which is bad self. But for them to release him for a crime that he did not commit, and they still going to give him 75 freaking dollars? And gone with your bad self? I mean, when you yeah. think about it, so then we just talked about Scott Pruitt. Here's a guy who was talking about, they were talking about leasing a private airplane for $100,000 a month so he could travel when he wanted to. Wow. Oh, let, let's talk about the... the wow. That's, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And you know, it's sad, and it, and it, and it definitely exemplifies the injustice that's going on just in America, period. And that's sad. And it, 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 it speaks of perception, the thrive perception of people, because it's the, it's the perception that they have of black people. And unfortunately, you know, that's hard. I just, I can't, it's, it's, it's just disheartened. It's very disheartening to just even have to admit that. But because of their perception, such judgments, such calls are made. Certain things are done the way they're done, just like was done to this young man here. That is so sad. And it is sad that he was he they put him back out on the street without anything and he had to fight for what was rightfully his. And it's small in comparison to, to today. I'm sure to him it was big and everything, but but we all know not that much. A couple of times of spinning it the wrong way or doing something too much, you, that money's gone. 
but they steal their soul is life, and money cannot replace that. And that money can't replace it. Absolutely. That's well said. You are absolutely correct. Jerome, yeah. you were trying to say something. What were you trying to say? Yeah, you know, here's a sad no, I shouldn't say that. I don't believe any of this is sad. Here's the thing. You have Jeff Sessions putting back in place and, and, the, and the Trump folks trying to get private prisons back, right? Because during Obama, they were like, we're getting rid of all private prison systems to make money off of prisoners. How come when you get out of jail now, I think they should pass a bill that say, look, we give you, when you get out of prison, we'll give you $200 a week for the next um, year until you get on your feet. Because technically, if we're spending something like fifty to $75,000 a year to keep somebody in prison, really? but we won't spend $1,200 for students in school, we're investing in the wrong thing. So the $75 is outrageous for him to be innocent, for one, but $75 is nothing for anybody getting out of prison. So let's talk about the fact that private prisons make money off of the inmates, but they don't get jacked for it. If they're rehabilitated and they work in prison, pay them when they get out. Now work that part out in in the criminal justice system, because technically, in his case, he should be able to get punitive damages. We really? need to deal with that as a country. You know, he okay. So when you break down the remaining money that he's going to get on a monthly basis, Mister Elias, you know, I think it was thirty three hundred or thirty four hundred bucks, whatever that case. That's for the month. I, you know, I, I make more than that in two weeks. I mean, what, what, yeah. what, what are you going to? I mean, so when you when you. <laughs> You think about it, so maybe you can say, well, he could do that, then he can get his own little job. This man is in his freaking 60s. This man is at retirement age already. So th- th- this is going to be it. Right. Now, he's not going to get Social Security. He hasn't no. paid it to Social Security. Any, and, and they robbed him of any pension. <laughs> so he doesn't even get pension from a job that he would have for a long time, like you said. So, so, so how the hell can you tell me, how the hell can you tell me that a million dollars is sufficient for what they stole from this man? I, there, there's nothing you can say, Mr. Elias, that can bring back, you know, 20 plus years of you putting me in prison, you putting me in a situation. This guy is going to have long-term health issues because of the fact of the type of lifestyle that he was subjected to. And you will give him a million dollars? Hell, somebody could get a scratch off and, and make more money than that from the lottery. Yeah. This is insane. And that figure should have started off, Jerome, at $30 million. We should give you a million for every year you spent behind bars. So okay, right. so here, give me twenty, give me twenty-two million when I come out. You can't right. take back the, 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 you can't take the time that you stole from me. But God dang it, I got twenty, I got twenty-two million dollars. Right, I it's, can it's change. funny when. Um, uh huh. It's funny that when people get out of prison or people get punitive damages that we talk about. Oh, that's a lot of money. They need to work for it. But some fool can spend uh, money on a doggone security and first-class ticket to someplace 
to watch a daggone baseball game or basketball game. You know what I mean? Like, they spend money like it's water up there. We spent, we lost seven trillion, uh, no, I'm sorry, a trillion dollars in this last tax bill. Right? But we can't fund nothing. But that's how much we're losing. That's going against the deficit. We're going to have to borrow money to make up for that trillion dollars that the Republicans just gave away. But we don't have no money. Like, we need to, we need, like I said, I, I, the part of the argument that I hate that people have is counting somebody else's money when they've been wronged. Huh. You should have really? trillions of dollars and then wrong somebody and say, hey, we're just going to give you, um, we're going to give you $75. You know what I mean? That is that, cool. Yeah, that's not even uh, you know, and even you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to go back to the statement I made earlier. And, and when you when you made your comments, Jerome, I had to rethink what I said because you know when I said I, you know if you had paid your you know if you had uh, committed this crime and they said okay, good riddance, here you go. But even in that situation, you paid your debt to society. The society, because if you're talking, you know, when they talk about prison, prison is supposed to be quote unquote rehabilitation, right? Right. So you're supposed to be able to cut. So if you've paid your, if you've paid your time for 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 the crime that you served, then you know you're right, and you shouldn't get seventy five dollars. They should give you more than that because you, you you spent that time. It's double jeopardy, I think. If you let somebody out of prison, he's like, okay. Let me give you two hundred bucks. Ain't gone about right. That person is not going to. They're, they're not going to. You know, that's why you get a lot of people going back to prison. You're not even giving them an opportunity to reestablish roots, to to try to. You know, and, and I don't want to sit here and say that that's for everyone because there are a lot of people out there who may be hearing me now and say, no, that's not true. Look, I, we know people personally, Mr. Elias, who served time in prison, who became outstanding citizens and, you know, got a pension, living life, and, you know, and is loved by family and all. So we know people out there. It can be done. But my point is, if prison is all about rehabilitation, if prison is all about, okay, you served your crime, then let's get you back out here so you can be a productive citizen. How can you become a productive citizen, even if you did commit the crime with seventy-five damn dollars? Mm. They're, wow. They're still, they're still spending fifty thousand dollars a year to keep them in there. Is my point. It's only yes. one uh, of yeah. what you're keeping them in there for. So if they get out early, you should be able to say, "Hey, you saved us fifty grand, so we're going to give you twenty-five grand in the payment of a, a grand a month." And to, for, to help you along with your re- rehabilitation. And it can be subsidized. You don't have to give them cash. But hell, I agree with that. They're spending 50 grand just to keep them there. <laughs> this world is so. When you, you know, sometimes, you know, and I challenge anyone to do this. Sometimes when it's one day when it's a beautiful day outside, man, just go outside, find a grassy knoll somewhere, and just lay back and just stare into the to the sky, and then just really, then really take the opportunity to let your mind wander and think about this world that we live in, especially this country, and you think about the injustices. That goes on on a day-to-day basis. You know, one. You know, going back to Jeff Sessions, and I hate to do this, but I am because I want to prove a point here. You know, Jeff Sessions. They said one of the reasons why they fired the the VA secretary because he lied on the oath. Well, oh, you and you didn't. So did Jeff Sessions. <laughs> and you didn't. I, 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 I
Exactly. Everybody lying wow. to me. Wow. And you did. You didn't lie to right? You, you have a president that lies every freaking day. I mean, this guy lies, just straight up lie. And then you have this poor soul who was, you know. Think about this for a second, man. You talk about our justice system. This guy went to jail, and, oh, my God. And so, you know, I know Kathleen would argue with me on this because I'm like, you know what? If you are a prosecutor and it turns out that somebody that you sent to jail was innocent, I don't care what anybody says. There has to be, in my opinion, something that has to happen to the prosecutor. I I don't care. You know, I'm not an attorney. That's not what I do, but it just seems to me that you jimmy rig some evidence to make this person look like they're guilty and when DNA clears them. I just don't, in 115, look, in 100, and what was it, 115 years? Yeah. I mean, wow. listen, a, a crime is a crime, but I don't think he murdered anybody. 115 years? This is nuts. We had a call, Jay. This is nuts. Who we have on the line, Mr. Elias? We have our very own Stiletto with us. Hey, going on? What's going on, Stiletto, man? Uh, I feel I need to say Happy New Year to you. I don't think we've talked to you enough for 2018. Good morning. Welcome to the Serious Side, Stiletto. How are you doing on the highways and byways of America? I'm doing good out here. Uh, peace and blessings to my family. Same to you, my brother. Oh, yeah. Much love and big love to everybody. Absolutely. Big love to all y'all. Hey, uh, this this, uh, gentleman that 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 this topic is about, does he have a GoFundMe page? I don't know if he does or not. I mean, I'll find that out for you. His name is Lawrence McKinney. And uh, we'll find out. Yeah, if that can be found out, maybe... But then our own community of people, we can, you know, five and ten and twenty dollars demand until, you know, he has a sufficient amount enough, you know. That's a good point. No, I have to agree with that. Stiletto, but, but Stiletto, we can, we can do it about such we we ain't got to look for the forty acres in the in the one sterile ass meal. <laughs> I love that, but Stiletto, but, think, but, but, Stiletto but, this, what? but this is a bigger problem, Stiletto The bigger problem is that we're just highlighting his story I mean, there's, you know, one of the things that Jerome talk about, talks about every every week in my favorite segment Or at least he mentions it a lot and, uh, on a need yeah. to know basis Which is coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes One of the things that he talks about is that, you know what If if we, we could have a whole show on what white teachers do to, to, to these How white teachers are getting away with raping these boys But because they're pretty blonde white girls, they get away with it There's a story every week about that So, yeah. so I'll make the comparison to this You know this is just one story that we're highlighting. There are so many people who are falling into this category. How do you take care of all the people who fall into the category? I read another story of a man who was in jail for 39 years. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to fight not to give him his money. Well, I tell so you what. So how do you... We got enough how do you, how do you... How do you correct that wrong, Stiletto? Well... We know that under white supremacy, we're not going to get a fair deal. But I tell you what, within our community of 
But, uh, but I mean, uh, 400 million black people in, in America, if everybody contributed $5 to each person who done injustice coming out of prison, they could be okay, man. The Chinese take care of their own. The Jews take care of their own. That's what we have to start doing is, is, is standing up and saying, you know what? We know the devil and his children ain't going to give a damn about us. But guess what? Those men, everybody's sending in five goddamn dollars to them. And then Ooh, they, it's, it's, it's Sunday, man. Calm down. <laughs> oh, man, I, mean, I, I know, know we get what, worked man. up. But, ooh. <laughs> right. You know, we, we, you know it, it, it's something. I'm going to tell you something, Jay. When I first started listening to your show, and compared to how the show is now, we all got a little fire in us. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, 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 because we we have grown to understand who we are, who yep. only loves us, and who we should love. You know. Yep. So uh, you know, I, 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 as I talked about earlier about that about that uh, forty acre and you now. Here, here it is. I think a mule is born, is born sterile, right? Yeah. It, it, it can't produce. Yep. So he's going to give us some land and he's going to give us a mule. No, no, he can't produce. I say I'd rather have 20 acres of land and three horses. That way I can breed them horses with my other neighbors and we can work the community with them with a whole stable of horses if we got land. But he's going to go ahead and okay. give us a uh, a damn mule that can't produce. Boys, man, we we got it bad from the gate. So no, I don't want the forty acres in the mule. I want twenty acres, twenty acres and three horses. <laughs> it shows how calculating Oh man, that's good. Oh yeah, man, look at the thing. Yeah, that, you're right. They thanks for checking this a little. Wow, that's uh, that's funny. That's uh, but but you know what? That's true. I mean, you, you know, don't don't give us something like that, and uh, see what was happening. All right, look, we have to get out of here because we got to get the drone segment of the show. Plus, Chatterbox is coming up next. We're going to have an abbreviated version of Chatterbox because uh, we want to definitely give Jerome his time. You're listening to the serious side. What a Sunday morning, and uh, we're glad to be back. We'll talk to you on the other side. We'll be right back. Keep it right here.
Chatterbox, uh, final thoughts from the world famous chat room and from uh, social media. Mr. Elias, if you don't mind, I think I'm going to take the liberty this morning and just hang out in our uh, on the social media because I know we're up against time and I definitely want to get uh, Jerome's segment ready. So let me uh, read a couple uh, that we have here that I pulled down uh, from social media. Uh, one of the ones I definitely want to get to is uh, from our favorite listener, uh, the Reverend. Uh, Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas. He says, a story about Mr. McKinney was a powerful one. Thank God the church was there for this man. It was that bridge until he was compensated for this this, uh, travesty uh, of justice. Well said, Pastor. And Miguel, I'm sorry, Michael, from Gießen, Germany. Prayers for the victims of the terrorist attack here in Germany. Right about that, we didn't mention that. I ask that you and your host stop saying white Americans are Europeans. We Europeans love all races <laughs> and uh, and despise racism. Peace. What European love? You want to name them? <laughs> and they love. They love. In the words of Orange Juice Jones, 
I loved you so much I followed you this evening. If they were not <laughs> oppressors and colonizers, we would not be in some of the conditions that we're in now. So don't tell us about what love is, because somebody don't know what it is. Thought I'd share that. Well, I, but I, I think when right. I think when he's talking about. Well, okay. We okay, we're not going to debate subject. it here. We're not going to debate it here. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And on that note, the first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly, 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 you and on the need-to-know basis, sir, what do you have going on this morning? You know, in light of my last comment, you know, about knowing what love is and all that good stuff, I want to yes, honor sir. Winnie uh, Mandela, I guess it's Mandela, Liska Mandela, who passed. She was a hero of apartheid struggle in South Africa. She will be honored with a state funeral. President um, Cyril uh, Ramposa said that um, Mandela, who died on Monday at the age of 81, was one of the few remaining representatives of a generation of activists who led the fight against apartheid. Now, she's known as the mother of the nation and the former and the ex-wife of South African, the former South African president, Nelson Mandela. Now, she frequently had negative images abroad, but that contrasts with a deep, long-lasting popularity within her homeland. And if you know anything about South Africa now, they are taking the farmland back from the people who stole it from them without compensations or reparations. They said, you stole it, you stole it from us without reparations. We are not paying you. And, man, and while there was a rough patch of the image of Winnie Mandela, come the you know, fruition. She finally she died at a time that they're now from the state side are able to from the government to honor her. So she was a politician of her own right. She opposed her husband's move to negotiate to end apartheid, claiming that that would lead to a sellout of black people. And despite their differences, um, former President Mandela appointed her as deputy minister in his first government in 1994. Now, a quick thing, quick quotes from Winnie Mandela on prison she said the years of prison hardened me I no longer have the emotional the emotion of fear there is no longer anything I can fear there's nothing the government has done has not done to me there isn't any pain I haven't known and one of the things that she also said that she said that she believed black women suffered from a triple yoke of oppression their sex, their color, and their class. So, you know, she said she's a product of the masses of her country, and she's a product of her enemy. So I just want to say, in all respect to Winnie Mandela, I haven't seen too much about this in the news, except for the international news um, cycles, but Winnie Mandela had it right, although people couldn't see it when it was going on about wanting to free South Africa. So, there there you have it. Well said, right. my friend. Yep. Now, you know, Martin Luther King's death commemorated, uh, was commemorated with 39 bells in Memphis this week. And, you know, it was 39, he was 39 years old, so they had a moment of silence. I'm not going to go into all of that news because national news covered that pretty, pretty well. But, 
you know, they commemorated his death. They didn't honor his death, which, you know, a lot of supremacists want to say that they're uh, on a a negative note. Um, Now, in news of of data leaks, I'm just going to run these off really quick. Panera Bread website leaked 37 million customer records. Under Armour's MyFitnessPal breached 150 million users. Um, they had hacks to access the email address, usernames, and passwords. Grinder is under fire because their users' HIV status, phone IDs, and GPS coordinates with two other companies were also um, hacked. They said about 3.6 million um, users has been affected, and the payment information from Sears and Delta customers were also exposed in a data hacking, uh, in, in a, I guess, a security breach is what they're calling it. So, wow. There we, there we go again. I know that was, a, that was a lot of them. I didn't want to do them separate, but all of them really? have been hacked and gave up your information. Now, now the critically acclaimed film, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> Black Panther is the highest grossing film ever in North America. Right? <laughs> Last month they made that distinction. And um, they broke another box office record going past Jurassic Park. And yesterday they passed Titanic for the third yeah. large um, earner in U.S. history. Wow. Wow. I saw that. Yes. I saw so that. They're at one billion. That's an empowered you. That's awesome. Yeah, 1.3 billion dollars, and they're pretty much um, past Frozen, Disney's Frozen, and all those other guys, um, and worldwide. So, you know, I and I know they're using Black Panther now to do the Affinity Wars, but I don't think that's going to still touch Black Panther. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, seen it, go see it. Now, the CW has renewed their black superhero movie, Black Lightning, and, um, you know, it's it's um, on the CW, very high ratings, that's gone. And production has already officially started for Creed 2, the sequel to the Rocky film, um, starring Michael B. Jordan. Right. It was, the first yeah. one was directed by Brian Coogler, but he won't direct this time. Um, Steve Capel Jr., will direct, but Frank cool. Kugler is going to be one of the executive producers of the film. Mm. Okay. So so he's still he's still there. Now the History Channel or History has announced Rise Up, the movement that changed America in a one hour documentary, executive produced by LeBron James and Maverick um, Carter for Spring Hill Entertainment. And the award-winning, Emmy award-winning filmmaker um, Stanley Nelson. Uh, yeah, Stanley Nelson is going to be there. So the document will explore key battles of the civil rights movement um, from the Montgomery Boyd bus to the uh, 1955 to the Chicago campaign that led to the Fair Housing Act of 1968. So shout-out to LeBron James. He They are doing movies and television programs and going under the radar, but he is a mogul. Already, after yes. spending one million dollars to send kids to college, paying off four yes. years, and he's yeah he is stepping up to the plate. You got to give him credit on everything, man. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I have to give him respect. Now you know, um, I don't know if I well, I guess I didn't do this one before. Trump 
has the worst vocabulary of any modern president is what a new analysis found. Now, I don't know why they need to do analysis, but the, the analysis assessed the first 30,000 words of each president that they spoke when they first took office. And um, they said that Trump clocked in around mid-fourth grade vocabulary. It's the worst since Harry Truman, who spoke at a sixth grade level. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. No, no, at the top of the list was, was Hoover and Jimmy Carter, who they said spoke consistently at 11th grade level. And um, President Obama was third. You know, at, at they said at, at ninth grade level of communication with the American people. So we're talking about when they're speaking to the American people, what words they choose to use to articulate a message. But Trump was at third grade. Mm. That's from saying. Yeah, yeah, that should be surprising to nobody. You know, the Brooklyn Museum announced that it had uh, appointed two new curators. Um, this. Drew Sawyer for photography and Kristen Luna to manage the museum's African art collection, and they're not African, <laughs> like they're not black at all. And so wow. this is in Brooklyn. It wow. says it highlights a general lack of diversity in art, while others suggest that the hires were just another sign of Brooklyn's gentrification. They did release a statement wow, after wow, that. Wow. They really can't explain that part. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that story, but here we go. Now, Michigan State, a student who posted F the blacks on her social media and used the N-word will not be suspended by the college. Um, the student expressed, the Michigan State students expressed um, outrage over the decision by administrators not to respond to posts by Jillian Kirk, who tweeted, God bless America, F the blacks. Here we go. Now... <laughs> Well, while we're while we're on the story, you know, a female teacher, 37, admits to having uh, an affair with her student and having the student's baby when she started messing with him when he was 14 years old. This is Laura Lynn Cross of um, um, Talmanga, Ohio, just in case you don't know where she is. And an Arkansas art teacher, 26, accused of having sex with four of her students. Including two on the same night, she will not face any prison time. That's uh, Jesse Thorne no. Lean, 26. In wow. Arkansas. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, wow. I, wow. You know, again, a Denver man is accused of fatally, fatally shooting his neighbor in the back um, of in the back of the head after they got into an argument because he thought the victim was beating his dog. So he shot his neighbor when he was walking away. That would be in Denver. Wow. Oh, oh you know, um, the Texas judge revoked the bond of the affluenza teen's mama, although they let him out of prison just recently. And, uh, you know, they said that uh, she failed a urine test just days before her son was released, so they won't let her out of prison. Again. So she getting high. In prison. <laughs> yeah, and you know she's too wow. rich to know that high will come out in a urine test. <laughs> she's oh, a pleading. Oh, no. uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm too rich to know how this stuff works. Okay, now uh, a married former Waffle House CEO, he was the CEO of the Waffle House, he broke down in court as jury heard his sex tape 
which was secretly filmed by his housekeeper. Now, said to try to extort millions from him, from him. So he took her to court because she was extorting money, but they had to play the tape of him cheating on his wife. So he had to break down like he was hurt that she's told. It, it's like the Stormy Daniels stuff to me. When I hear people say in real life, you know what, she's just out for his, for his money. Like she's a hooker. Like, really? What do you, what do you what want? What do you think she's going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you think, think she slept with him because she loved him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's just out for the money. Oh, you know, in, in happy news, the Menendez brothers are together. I don't know if I ever got a chance to say this story. But they were convicted of killing their parents in Beverly Hills because obviously they thought they needed their money a little quicker. And um, so Eric Menendez, who's 47, is in a uh, move to the same housing unit as his 50-year-old brother, Lyle Menendez. So they were moving around, and they're in the same unit, but they moved them to an educational and rehab program without uh, fighting or creating disruption. Now, they're not getting out of jail. No. Because they killed their parents. But they're putting them in educational and rehab programs. They, you know, they can put them in a supermax for all I care. (laughs) Really? But, again, I guess we have to have a little compassion for somebody. Don't know why. Okay. All right. (laughs) Now, you know, there's a new sensor um, that you can put on your teeth to tell people how many um, – yeah, it's a sensor developed by a Tufts University. It's mounted directly on your tooth, connected wirely, wirelessly to a mobile phone, and records the sugar and salt and alcohol that you intake. I think you can read the package before you put it in your mouth. But yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> why would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a – yeah, it's okay. Somebody want to bother you? You can put a sensor on your tooth. Find out how that goes. Now, okay, in Arizona, a mother is arrested. I wish Kathleen was here. I play black or white with her. Um, in Arizona, a mother is arrested after tasering her son to wake up on Easter Sunday because he wouldn't get out of bed for church. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been times I didn't want to get up and go to church, but on Easter, she says she didn't hit him with the taser. She just turned it on in front of him, but she still got locked up for it. <laughs> but anyway, oh. I know. It was a bad day for her. Now, um, oh, you know, I'm sorry, Jay. Am I taking up too much time? I just looked at the time. No, no, you got, we got we got a couple more stories, Jerome. You know, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm monitoring the clock. We, we have, we okay. have uh, time for two more. Okay, so Amazon announced that Echo, their smart speaker um, owner, will now be able to donate to charity using voice commands. Now, they could donate to 48 different organizations by instructing Alexa to do so. Now, does this sound dangerous to you? very dangerous. Jay, invite people over your house and let them know you got Alexa. I'll be like, donate Jay's money to feed the children. (laughs) 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 Then... You don't want people in your house like telling Alexa to donate your money. That seems kind of stupid. Okay, fine. All right. Are we have time for one more, Jerome? <laughs> All right. Nuts. Now, um, oh, man. A study found that more people are killed each year by farm animals, insects, and dogs 
than large predators. So when you see a bear, just know, yeah, he could probably eat you, but you're probably going to die from a farm animal if you go milk a cow. So I just wanted to put that story out there. Wow. That is not my okay. at Stanford University who did the analysis on this story. Uh, <laughs> Stay away from farm animals, people. Stay, Stay away play. from farm animals because <laughs> you're more likely to get killed by a farm animal than a grizzly bear. Uh, yeah. That's uh then then the large okay. predators like, you know, lions and stuff. So, you know, I'm saying stay away from them too in the zoo. But stay away from fire animals. They ain't your friend. <laughs> Matter of oh fact, they shouldn't be locked God. up anyway. <laughs> That's uh, all right, here we go. All right, my man Pots and Pans, Mr. Jerome is free, another edition of On a Need to Know Basis. And on that note, all right, folks, we're less than 90 seconds away. Let me say this to all the people. We're 60 seconds out. Let me say this to all the people that's out there who says that we do not run the show in a professional moment. Let me tell you something. I'm looking at my studio. My studio's telling me, Mr. Elias, are you looking at this? It's telling me that we have over Oof. four minutes left. And now all of a sudden, saying, my, the lady my, in my, my ear is saying we're less than 60 seconds out. So I want my you guys understand. to understand it's not our fault. Okay. Okay. All right. On that note, Dr. Princess Odilia, real quick, give us your final thoughts. I just want to say great show. Thank um, you, Dr. Princess. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say great show and continue to visit, I say, every week. We can't make a, make a difference. Please get out there and vote the next time. Please, please, please. Um, even I must admit that I time to vote, I get into the news and I start um, serving and making um, an educated, so that I can make an ed- educated um, choice. So I just invite everyone to do so. Oh, please. All right. Because we have a mess in the White House and I want us to still understand that it's up to vision beyond circumstance. Vision what you desire. And it can be so. It is so. Transformation, it is so. Thank you so much, Dr. Prince Lindy. All right. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Shreeman, final thoughts. Uh, Mr. Jerome Shreeman, final thoughts. Yes, sir. I just wanted to leave you with this note since we're kind of in overtime now to say this. The story that I was going to do that I wouldn't do is that children whose parents are cousins are up to three times more likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, and schizophrenia. Do not sleep with your cousins. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a oh public service announcement by the J. Ralph. <laughs> 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 wow. I can't wait to read the news. <laughs> it's mail on that one. Thank tight. you so much. Hey, hey it's a service announcement. Right. what we do. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you for the PSA, Mr. Jerome Spree, my man, Fox and Fans. Mr. Elias. It's first and last word. Final thoughts, sir. Look, folks, get out and vote. You know, the midterm elections are coming up. Your 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 uh, your local elections are coming up. Get out and vote, folks. Because if you don't get out and vote, guess what you'll have? The same mess that we're having right now. Get out and vote. You know, I have a somewhat of an announcement to make. I was approached earlier this week about appearing on a TV show. Uh, on a network called Punch TV And the show is not named yet It's a pilot show 
uh, it will be a show that's similar to what we do here on the radio. Um, more details to come. I'll let you know how it turns out. And, of course, if I can get this thing going or if I'm just going to be a part of something that uh, could be revolutionary, I'm going to make sure that I find a way to get my peace involved because I still think that what we do here on Sunday mornings is so important. So if we can have the opportunity to introduce what we do on a bigger platform, by all means, we need to do that. We have to keep our people informed. We have to get back to what we do. We're going to start incorporating more stories about us for us because that's what this show was all about. When we started this show, it's about four, three friends having a Sunday morning breakfast talking about the thoughts and things that affect our people. And even though we know the big orange hope in the White House has a profound effect on what's going on because they're trying to roll back civil rights, they're trying to roll back uh, ways to make sure that we keep our police officers in check. So we're going to continue to keep our eye on those fools. But we're going to also reach out and talk about stories like Lawrence McKinney to make sure that we bring the focus back to what it's all about. And I'm not going to steal the trademark uh, 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 logo for us by us. But I think you know exactly what I mean. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday morning, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. So, it's, folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you. And we can't wait to see you next Sunday. So, for Dr. Prince, I'll do you for Mr. Jerome Spree. And for my main man, Mr. Elias, I'm J. Rao. Said, have a great weekend. And a great work we can remember if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.